Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Welcome to Morning Invest. I'm Clayton Morris, longtime real estate investor, longtime investor entrepreneur. On this show, we teach you how to build wealth turning short-term profits into long-term holds. We're live every morning right here at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. I apologize for my throat. Still getting over this like allergy thing, whatever. So <clears throat> I feel a little better this morning. Um, hopefully you guys uh, can suffer through that. Hey, we got our newsletter. We publish every morning, first thing in the morning. If you want to be more informed, learn something new every morning, you should join our daily newsletter, which is sent by email right to your inbox. It's totally free. You should get it like 6.30 a.m. Eastern Time, roughly in that, that vein. Simply go to morninginvest.com, put in your email address, and you'll be added to our list. Uh, it supports our show. It keeps us doing what we're doing here. Plus, you get an awesome newsletter first thing in the morning. How are you doing, David? How's it going over there? How was your Frisbee golf? Great. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm doing, uh, I started a different YouTube channel, and I'm doing ASMR. So I, I'm going like disc golfing and trail walking and stuff where I'm just playing the sounds like trying to not talk and stuff. So I did my first video yesterday doing that. And it was, it, it was, uh, it was fun. It was quiet, cool. but it was fun. My kids watch those ASMR videos where like the people are eating chips and stuff. I'm yeah. Like, I don't oh. do that. I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I probably wouldn't be able to be friends with you. If you started a YouTube channel where it's just ASMR of you eating like dried pasta. <laughs> no, I was planning <laughs> on doing that on this show. Oh, um, okay. I got some dry pasta here. Just in the gum. background. So I got, yeah, my gum wrappers here so you guys can. Just in the background. By the way, can you, can you say like what the heck is ASMR? It's just like close-up sound effects of people eating things, right? Well, no, 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 not, not just eating. It's, it's, uh, it's just like taking a, a microphone, like the stereo microphone I can't and see getting you, both sides. Oh, hold on. Let me turn on my camera. Your camera's on, but no. Oh. Yeah, there we go. There you go. Um, so it's I'm going to give you the exact de definition. It's aut autonomous sensory meridian response. So sometimes auto sensory meridian response is a tingling sensation that typically begins at the scalp and moves down the back of the neck and upper spine. So like w what these people are doing is they're taking different sounds like paper and, and like people are pouring water on bath salts and stuff. And they do it in stereo, uh, stereo sound or or like surround sound, uh -huh. so they can move it around. Uh, and and it's just kind of an audio experience. So that's kind of what I'm trying to to do is like a more of a, a audio experience because people don't get to go walk on trails and stuff. And and plus I'm oh, using I it like as that. an excuse for me to get out and exercise. That's cool. So you could do like a two hour hike. And you're just like listening to it, and it's like I, you know, I'll listen to like thunderstorms and rain stuff sometimes. Yep. So that experience, that oral experience, yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what I what I did is I just recorded me driving there, you know, just with no talking or anything, and then we played disc golf, and then I drove home. And then yesterday I went hiking uh, in a place called Whipple Creek over here for about an hour and recorded that. So yeah, and I'm gonna try to go back up to the rainforest where I was uh, last week. And get some, do a couple in there. Hmm. So I figure, hey, it's getting me out, getting me some exercise, and and uh, it's fun. Yeah, I like that. I like the sounds of that. Yeah, there was a guy in the 1970s who was famous for doing um, environmental uh, soundscapes. I forget his name, but uh, they, they actually released an iPad app, an iPhone app, iPad app called Elements, I think. And I bought it. 
and it's gorgeous. It's him recording like forest sounds and, and pond noises and rain oh, wow. sounds from like the 1970s. He would use like a really awesome microphone and he'd just be out there for hours. So you hear loons fly, you know, making their mm -hmm. sounds in the distance and everything. If I find well, out, I'll put it in the show notes. It's really nice. Yeah, that's my, my focus is going to be on the audio experience. So that's why I ordered a 360 degree microphone. And so you can hear every direction everything's coming from. And then in the final video, it'll be true surround sound stereo. So if I have a bird back here, you'll hear it like it's back there in your headphones. That's cool. Yeah. I'm trying to find it here if I could find it. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll look for that app. Um, but people are asking, hey, can you share this? Yes, you, he's going to share it. He has a YouTube channel that he's doing it for specifically. Well, yeah, and I just started. So I don't have a custom URL yet. I guess I can just post a link, but it's... Uh, um, you know, I have to get, I don't even like, I launched my first video. I think I have one subscriber, so <laughs> I don't even know uh, if I can find it. I think Karen, I think Karen said, I don't know if we, I missed the, said, Karen, do you edit out the heavy breathing? <laughs> no, that's part yeah. of it. Yeah, all the heavy breathing's in there. <sighs> I can't yeah. get and this trail. I was <sighs> definitely heavily, heavy breathing yesterday because where I went hiking had a ton of hills. <sighs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. Hey, let's check the markets, shall we? We got some news to get to today on the show before the markets open here about, uh, according to my Mickey watch, according to my Mickey uh, right now, we've got uh, about 20 minutes. So market I think you're the only that. person I know that uses that face. I like it. Yeah, I do too. But I've always been, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I don't think I could use, get away with that. I mean. It's 2.09. <laughs> hey, pal. All right, let's check the markets. A big global growth scare hitting stocks and bonds. Everything right now is in the red. Everything is selling off. I mean, things are going crazy right now. Stock futures fell. Yields on government bonds right now extended as investors continue to pull back from bets on a, a spell of high growth and inflation right now. Cryptocurrencies also sliding, which tend to swing alongside investor sentiment right now declined actually alongside stocks. I've not seen, it's interesting to think about this, I've not really seen a, a separation here between stocks and crypto. Like when the stock market is tanking right now, there's a lot of trouble right now. 10-year treasury falling for the fourth straight day right now uh, to its low of $1.25 uh, right now. Uh, that's our pals over at the, uh, the corporate networks there. Bitcoin also falling more than 5% this morning to $32,000 from its 5 p.m. Eastern closing yesterday. Wednesday, uh, the Wednesday leather Ether also. So let's check uh, Ethereum. Ethereum also down. Um, largest cryptocurrency by market value is Bitcoin. And then, of course, you've got uh, Dogecoin also. Look at Dogecoin down at 21 cents. Also not good. AMC falling pre-market. 8%, GameStop dropping 5% pre-market. Look, I think the, I don't know, I think these meme stocks, I think they're losing steam. And I think that, I, look, I don't want to be on the wrong side of this. I am certainly in the favor of the David versus Goliath here on this. But I got to say, they're just not showing up. I mean, yesterday, as you were watching our live show, which, you know, we do in the show, it goes a couple hours, right? So we're watching the stocks. I mean, I'm showing you these stocks. I'm showing you AMC. I'm showing you what's happening. And the Ape Nation was just not showing up. People are not showing up. So if you're out there, you're buying up, you're buying up AMC, hoping that you're going to be able to compete with Wall Street with their algorithms. Good luck, because they're not moving, um, and neither is GameStop. It's, it's, I think you're watching the death of these stocks right now. To be honest with you, 
Um, and we know that AMC announces that they're not going to be adding additional shares. Fine. That's what the CEO wanted. But how are they going to clean up this debt that they've got? So if you're one of those people that are like, I'm just buying more AMC. I was watching Twitter threads about it. They're like, I don't care. I'm buying more. I'm buying more. I'm holding forever. Okay. There was a reason at one point while Wall Street was shorting these stocks, the fundamentals. So if you're holding long term, that's one thing. If you're trading inner day, that's another thing completely. So be, be careful. Yesterday, we saw Newegg. Um, well, that one also dumping. Uh, a lot of Wall Street bets on Newegg this morning. So here we are checking Newegg. Um, it, 53 pre-market, also down about 10% this morning. Newegg Commerce shares of the e-retailer surged yesterday about 100%. After the company said it was its build to order service is going to offer professional PC assembly to customers who design computers on their new egg builder platform. So that was why that went uh, went crazy yesterday. Um, hey, I built a little graphic. Now, where the heck is it? Did it not upload? Of course it didn't. Shoot, son of a. I built this little graphic and then I didn't upload it. That's what I, that's what I get. That's what I get. I don't know where the heck it is. I had my short list for stocks today, stocks that I'm watching. So I guess what I'm going to have to do is just bring it up here another way. But I built a little motion graphic. I thought maybe this is a good way to do this. And then it didn't save. That's how it goes. So we try it this way. I have to go into full screen mode, though. Let me try that again. So here's how it looked. Watch this. Ready? Ready for a little graphic that Clayton built this morning? Here we go. So these are the stocks. Of course, you can't see the one because I'm blocking it. Did you use the <laughs> the font from the Bewitched? Yes. It looks like yes. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even. Um, I can't even. Blo I'm blocking it there. Graphics gone wrong. John says exactly. Well, <clears throat> I tried. Yeah, hey, I think I tried to try to. We'll try to figure it out. Hey, anyway, I'm watching New Egg today. These are the the inner inner day trades. I'm I'm watching DTST CR CARV. I'm watching this morning, M-R-I-N and Zila, X-E-L-A. These are uh, stocks I'm watching this morning. Carve, though, um, I don't know. The fundamentals look a little funky on it for me, so it's on my list. Um, DBGI, also a couple of things I'm watching. So we'll keep our eye on these. Is my, this is my little short list for trading stocks this morning. So we'll get to more of those um, in the as the market opens here. But things are not looking good right now, guys. I mean, seeing the S&P down. Not good. Not good. All right. We're going to get to a lot of news, especially on the stimulus front this morning. Some exciting news from President Biden on stimulus. Um, we've got oil to talk about. We've got gold, a whole lot of stuff. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at IP Vanish. IP Vanish, um, you know, the reason I love IP Vanish is because it's a virtual private network, a VPN for short. It's a super important tool to protect your online browsing and safely browsing the internet. No one, no one, no one, no one should have access to your computer, your tablet, or your phone. Everything like your Fire Stick where you're streaming media. You can use a VPN on it. All your data is encrypted. What you're reading, what you're searching, what you're watching, whatever it is you're doing, you're banging, other things like that, you do health records, you do not want people snooping on your devices. And that's the beauty of IP Vanish. They're offering an incredible 65% off, just $3.49 for the first month, $31 for the year. And here's everything you get with IP Vanish. Anonymous IP addresses means your personal IP address can't be tracked. Circumvent any online censorship. Get protection when you're using public Wi-Fi. 
So go to ipvanish.com slash morninginvest. It's right there on your screen. Claim your 65% savings today. They have plans starting at just $3.49. This is the time to sign up with our discount and their current promotional offerings. You can get a VPN for 65% off their usual offerings. It's the best of the best, even rated 4.7 out of 5 on Trustpilot. And that's with more than 6,000 reviews. So these guys, show these guys some love, everyone. They're repeat sponsors. Remember, it's ipvanish.com slash morninginvest. <clears throat> I have a question. Fire away. How, how come every website or everything that, that uh, you know, shows a hacker, they're always in sunglasses and a hoodie? Because you would think <laughs> that a hacker would know that not dress like that at a cafe or something because they'd be like, there's a hacker over there. Yeah, they're like, and he, he's got a hood. They're like, hey, maybe I shouldn't be doing my banking. There's a guy over there in a hood and, and sunglasses. And I don't know about this guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's Hacker Clayton. Hey, uh, I, I, oh, Hacker Clayton is here at the Starbucks again. You might not want to do your banking. Hey, who's that guy <laughs> over in the corner over there with the sunglasses on and his, and his computer? And he's typing like this. <laughs> it's got to be creepy Hacker Clayton. Got to watch out for these guys. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, how's one of our uh, viewers, Derek? Derek Eads. I hope he's okay. Maybe he's on yeah. Uh, vacation. Yeah, people yeah, ask him. Seen him. Hope Derek's okay. Hope Derek's okay. We love our community here. So if you're new here, we you know we have a great community here on the show. So uh, love to everyone. All right, let's talk about the stimulus this morning. President Biden pounding the pavement to promote his infrastructure plans that did not make it into the bipartisan agreement. That American Jobs Plan was a non-starter with Republicans due to its huge price tag. So it was broken up into like a bunch of smaller pieces and this bipartisan you know this bipartisan agreement but then the parts that were left behind are still a huge priority for president biden he wants his plan to play nice with republicans he wants them to come along with this on a bipartisan bill and then he wants to push this full thing through the budget reconciliation process which would not require bipartisan support he knows he's not going to get republicans on board for his infrastructure plan for human he's calling it the human infrastructure plan this is stuff for like pre-kindergarten, $600 stimulus monthly for people through the end of the year. So this is the first we're hearing. It's almost sort of like a universal basic income for people for six months through the end of the year. Six, I mean, could you guys use an additional 600 bucks right now through the end of the year? What about pre-kindergarten, you know, and, and, and kindergarten taken care of? Pre-K and kindergarten, making sure that our kids have a place to go and are being educated, not just daycare. So here's President Biden yesterday. Um, speaking about this and uh, rolling this out in Illinois, went right to the heart of Trump country to pitch this plan. There's a lot more the agreement's going to do to encourage the physical and sure physical infrastructure, lays the foundation for a strong, durable, and sustainable competitive economy. But what I want to talk about today is human infrastructure. It's essential to that foundation as well. To truly win the 21st century and once again lead the world, truly build an economy from the bottom up and the middle out, to truly deal everybody in this time, we need to invest in our people. We need to invest in our people. That's why, in addition to the bipartisan infrastructure agreement that I believe we're going to get done, I'm here to make a case for the second critical part of my domestic agenda. It's a combination of parts of my American jobs plan that were essential and not included in the bipartisan infrastructure plan, as well as my American Families Plan. In Washington, they call it a reconciliation bill. That's a fancy way of saying with a filibuster that our friends on the other side use constantly, more than ever been used in history. 
It means you got to get 60 votes to get anything done. We're a 50-50 Senate with a vice president who happens to be a Democrat. And back in the campaign, you know, I said we're going to build back and we're going to build back better. Not just we can't just build back. We got to build back better. And today I want to outline some of the key pieces of this build back better agenda and what's going to do for the people of Illinois and the people of the United States. It's about a country, once again, that inspires and leads the world. The opportunities we provide, the, the, the cures we discover, the technology we discover, the technologies we pioneer, and the industries we create. So that's the president yesterday rolling this out in uh, Illinois. The president wants an additional stimulus of $600 per month per person between now and the end of the year, as well as a permanent tax credit. He also wants to invest in sustainable technology. This will also fight back climate change through tax credits for businesses and consumers who invest in these areas. Although Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell calls the reconciliation plan wildly inappropriate and said that he's ready for a hell of a fight. Not surprising. Not surprising. Um, It's actually kind of funny because we actually... So you want to know like where Republicans are going to come down on this, right? Representative Chip Roy from Texas basically explained that Republicans' legislative strategy, he was caught on a hot microphone being recorded at an event. He didn't know he was being recorded. And he basically said, we have a plan. Our plan as Republicans is chaos and obstruction for us to get back into 2022. We're not going to do anything. Chaos and obstruction. We're not going to work with President Biden on any of this. Here is what was caught on camera. So the bigger question, though, is what is there that is bipartisan hope, like where we could get involved? Is there anything? I mean, I think that depends a little bit on what comes out of the Senate. I mean, in the House, no. Uh, if something comes, I mean, I'm just being blunt. I mean, there are some bipartisan bills in the, in the House on various matters, but on this particular topic, I'm unaware of anything significant moving because of the way, I mean, look, you're seeing it happen right now in transportation and infrastructure, mm-hmm. right? Pelosi is just tacking hard to the left, AOC and company. You saw it unfold with this whole Pelosi, Schumer, Biden you know, thing on infrastructure. We have no idea where they are. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be dependent on the Senate. And what um, Senator Scott is able to work out with whatever coalition he can get to get to 60, as long as 60 is the number, which is obviously something to question. I mean, honestly, right now, for the next 18 months, our job is to do everything we can to slow all of that down to get to December of 2022 and then get in in, in here and leave. So our job, just to be clear, our job as Republicans is to slow everything down, chaos and obstruction through 2022. That's our job. Really? Like, I bet if you asked your constituents, like, didn't we elect you to get stuff done? And by the but way, you're in, thought, you're in Texas, by the way. You have a Weren't we horrible... told that we didn't need Republicans, though, right now? Because the, we have the Democratic-run Senate and House? I thought uh, that was the point. Well, that's what you and I would think, right? Why, do we, why are you even working with these people? Why are you even playing nice with them, inviting them to the White House? When, when is the last time they invited you to the White House when they were in charge? Their whole plan was to ice you out. Chuck Schumer was not v- being invited into a, you know, into a President Trump White House to have discussions. Actually, he did. Remember when they had that uh, Trump invited oh, got, him and Pelosi in? They got in the shouting match. Yep, shouting yeah, that's match. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. So I guess, you know, we don't have to worry about this, right? We don't have to worry about you... Um, uh, helping us in any kind of capacity. By the way, you're in Texas where we're talking about like infrastructure 
And you guys are still dealing with blackouts. You're still dealing with power outages in Texas. You're still dealing with all kinds of crazy crap that you've had to deal with, with uh, since February with an energy infrastructure that totally collapsed. You'd think as there's large pieces of this that would help your infrastructure in Texas. But no, your main job, just get in the way. Get in the way. I love your thoughts on this, guys. Um, Joseph Johnson says, so they can pass anything without uh, Republicans. Yeah, they can. Did, I mean, did anyone get in the way of the $2 billion Raytheon contract that just went through? Did anybody? <laughs> I didn't see I didn't even see that in the news. Like, uh, I didn't see him like filibustering or nobody's no hot mics on that one. Yeah. So what uh, what David's talking about is President Biden. <clears throat> just gave Raytheon uh, $2 billion to develop nuclear cruise missiles. And Biden's Secretary of Defense happened to be a Raytheon board member prior to joining the administration and still owned between 500000 and $1.7 million in Raytheon stock after joining the cabinet. So $2 billion just given out as defense contracts to Raytheon to build nuclear cruise missiles, which we desperately need right now. Can you can you go to the footage of the news talking about that so that you know like how we're talking about this this other stuff and how they're fighting against passing anything meaningful for us? Can you go to the news clip and show me the how they're doing the same thing for that? that yeah, US let me go. Let me take. Are going to start to say no more. It's also just the actual eroding fundamentals in the country. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I can't find it. Oh, they're not. Co- no, they're not covering it. They're not covering it. Huh? Shocking. Why do we have to be the only show that covers this kind of stuff, by the way? Good morning, Kristen. Nice to see you. Asia says, can we still pawn those tanks in Afghanistan? <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Maybe we could use some of that Afghanistan money. We could take some of that money on all those tanks that the U.S. military just left behind, billions of dollars worth, in the dark of night, leaving Bagram Air Base, just getting up and flying away, leaving all these they tanks put sitting those- there. They should put those on eBay and whatever whatever all that stuff gets, then it goes to the people for stimulus. Yeah, wouldn't that be? Yeah, actually, think how many billionaires would buy that stuff up, by the way, right? Oh, yeah. Police departments, probably. Yeah, of course they would. They would absolutely. Like, like they left all this crap behind, all these, like, Humvees. This is the stuff they left behind in Afghanistan, in, in Bagram Air Base. 3.3 million items they left behind. Tanks, armored trucks, everything. They just left them behind and left in the middle of the night from Bagram Air Base. Okay. Taxpayer money right there that you guys just funded for this crap. All right there. In a big pile. Awful. Yep, Awful we got about 4,300 4, people watching right now. So a big percentage of, of this group paid for that tank, for one of those tanks. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So all of you guys watching right now, you paid for this. Smash that like button. Let them know that you want these tanks. You want the money for these tanks. Back in our pockets. Helicopters. Cars. They left thousands of cars there as well with no keys in them. And, and they're, and they're complaining. They're complaining about giving us $600 or giving us any kind of stimulus or any kind of good infrastructure and but in the silence of night they pass another 2 billion dollars to go to a defense contractor mm-hmm. and that's coming out of our pockets so we just get and that's probably over and above the 700 and some odd billion that we spend every year 
I guarantee it's over and above. Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. So we're looking at pre-market here. Market about to open. Just a few moments here. I'm going to get the bell, the morning bell. And among the early stocks that we're looking at, Carver, Excella, New Egg. But everything is down this morning. Everything is down, down, down. A lot of short positions in play. AMC also down. It's kind of a messy morning, guys. Kind of a messy morning. We'll have the we'll have the opening bell here in a moment. We'll see how everything does. Um, we got a lot more news to get to this morning. We're going to talk about gold prices. We're going to talk about what's going on in this economy. We've got housing updates for you today. There's a lot of trouble in the housing market. We'll get to. I'm concerned. I have to say, it doesn't look like 2008. You know, a lot of people say, "Well, is this a lot like 2008, 2007 in the housing collapse?" No, it's not. It's a lot different, um, and it's it's actually it's totally different. So we'll get to that in a second. But I want to tell you about our friends over at Notion. Do you use Notion? You ever get a chance to use Notion? Oh, oh yeah, I use Notion. I love it. Love Notion. You know, not all work collaboration tools are created equal. I am all in on using Notion. Some only allow you to organize information, while others allow for project management. Notion is the all-in-one tool for your whole team. You can build a wiki. You can take notes. You can push projects forward all in one place. Documents, projects, wikis to keep everyone on track. I mean, you need a central hub for information, right? That's why wiki. I know wiki sounds like an old thing, but, you, you know... Hey, everyone's on board. What's our company standard? It's all right in our little uh, corporate wiki right there. Notion is an all-in-one team collaboration software that combines note-taking, document sharing, all of it. It's one place where every team from engineering to sales can work together seamlessly with 500 integrated apps, including Google, Slack, everything. Hundreds of thousands of teams worldwide are using Notion. Notion is currently running a special right now to offer to listeners of our show. Go to Notion.com. I'm sorry. I did this last time. Ignore me. It's Notion.so. So you'll never forget this now because you'll say, so Clayton was wrong. It's Notion.so. So Clayton was wrong. Not, it's not .com. It's .so. Notion.so. Enter code INVEST and you'll get $250 off their annual team plan. That's multiple months for free for growing your team. Don't forget, that's Notion.so. Enter promo code INVEST during checkout. Get collaborating with $250 off at Notion.so and use promo code INVEST. So our thanks to them. Well, we've got uh, a special guest joining us now on the show, and I'm excited to talk about uh, gold, silver, and other things. Um, We'll talk about inflation and everything else with Rana Vig. Well, our next guest has made a name for himself by taking companies public, with some of them reaching over $1 billion valuations. He's been early in cannabis, early in gold, with his newest company issuing major news just today. Rana Vig is here to discuss inflation, gold, gold prices, debt, and the stock market. We put a lot on his plate today. Rana, great to have you here on the show. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. So I want to get your take on what we're seeing from the central banks right now. So we can get some technical analysis here. What's going on here? How has the response of the central banks to the 2020 market freeze shocked you? Um, are you thinking that you know, this is a good play, $120 billion a month that they're funneling to Wall Street right now to buy up junk bonds and everything else? Is this a smart play or are, have they made a big mistake? Well, I don't know. Bureaucrats, government, and smart plays don't kind of go together. I don't think uh, they never have. Uh, look, uh, I think this is a completely out of control. You know, there's so many 
new uh, uh, things that have happened since uh, sort of the 2018, 2019, and when, when quantitative easing first started, and everybody thought they thought they, they figured out a formula, only to find uh, that it's unraveling even at a greater pace. And the only thing they know how to do is continue to print more money and to try to you know th flood it uh, in, into the market. But uh, you know what? Uh, other countries have seen that movie, and it doesn't end well. And uh, you know what can I say? I just think that it's a completely a spiral it's out of control and honestly i have no faith and uh, that they know what they're doing well they've said look you know fed chair jerome powell has said that we're, we're going to see temporary inflation it's going to be transitory using the t word it's going to be transitory don't worry about it even the fed meeting minutes that we're seeing today that's exactly what you know we're seeing is that we're going to let this run hot for a little while it's going to be fine it'll be under control are you worried about that or do you do you think they're full of it well, let me answer it this way. I, I love when they say this uh, transitory and, you know, we're trying to get inflation up higher. Hey, listen, when I was uh, growing up, my dad's a civil engineer. He used to make about uh, $45,000 a year. Our first home was about $40,000 in Vancouver here. Uh, and you know uh, what engineers make today? About 85000 But guess what the home is? That same home is over $2 million. So, I mean, you know, and that's just one example. Take, pick anything. So I don't know what they're talking about, that uh, inflation is transitory and it's uh, it's all these buzzwords and we're trying to get it up. The last time I went to the store, I don't know where it is where, where you live, but the last time I went to the store, uh, you know, you the, 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 there's just nothing left on the wallet and my cart's still empty. Everything's getting uh, increasing in prices and the value of the dollar is becoming less and less. So... You know, it, it, it's crazy what, what this it, it's a, you know, it, it's it's a world of spinning all the time. Right. And, and, and that's, I think, what the, what the challenge is. And uh, look, people aren't aren't stupid. They they, they this is why there's they've lost so much uh, faith in mainstream uh, media and news because, you know, they just we just don't know what to believe anymore. Interesting. Interesting. Well, lately, gold has become a tier one asset again. Of course, huge news just a few weeks ago, regaining its status as the ultimate store of value. It's why I'm so bullish on it. Why is gold so important? Well, and also just to just to, to, to comment on that further, you know, you've also had then this sort of Bitcoin mania. So, you know, there's a number of uh, number of factors that have uh, shifted, uh, you know, uh, people's short term focus. Everybody wants to make a quick buck, right? That, that's the challenge. You know, this is not that's not how investing works. If you're a trader, that's fine. But if you're an investor, you have to take a little bit longer term, you know, horizon. And uh, so, in, in the last little while, the cryptocurrency took a little bit of the, little, little bit of the uh, the wind out of the sails of a gold. But again, you know, it's temporary. Right? You saw, you know, it, it retract. So, I mean, you know, why is gold important? Well, look, gold's been uh, a, a store of value for generations, and you know, it made it, it's it's a little uh, uh, different in the thought process of North Americans. Uh, in particular, but you know, Europeans or Asians, uh, you know, this is this is a, for example, in in India, it's bred into their thought process from birth how important gold is. Even the poorest of the poorest people in a village, you could be living in a tent, you know, will own a gram of gold because because they know how important that is. So you know, uh, that that's not going to get replaced by cryptocurrency here in the next uh, you know few years or, or whatever new comes along, right? There's a, there's a it just it's scarce you know the only you can only add a couple of percent a year to it it's getting harder and harder to find so there's a lot of uh, solid reasons uh, why uh, you know uh, the, uh, the 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 leading thinkers uh, you know uh, uh, up till Nixon you thought there was a reason for for why uh, you know the, the the dollar the piece of paper was backed by something and uh, so I don't think that's going away uh, anytime soon.
And in recent days, you guys had some major news, major progress, and you're so close right now to securing the amendments for producing gold. Can you talk to us about that and what that looks like? And for our audience that doesn't understand that process, can you break that down a little bit for us? Sure. Look, the, the most important thing for an exploration company is, is, is to grow their resource, whatever they have in the ground or, you know, so, so the value is what we have today. And then, and then you grow it. We're a little bit unique that we have both an, an opportunity to put the, put this mine into production. And we have this huge blue sky of exploring this massive package, this 19,000 hectares that we have in order to increase, you know, what we are already have on, on the ground. That's how you in increase the market cap of the company. We were a little bit lucky. Uh, we got this project uh, a little over a year ago. Uh, literally, the, 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 my predecessors ran out of time. You know, they're, uh, they're uh, uh, 83 years old, not in the best of health, and they just couldn't take it to the finish line. So the only reason it wasn't in production is they needed to spend two more million dollars to finish three key amendments, as you just mentioned. And we've just done that. We spent the two million dollars. We've done the amendments. There's one last piece left, which is really just desktop work. That'll be done in the next 60 days. We'll submit all the paperwork to the government. And they've informed us that it should take them about 90 to 120 days to then go through everything. So we fully expect to be in a, in a decision by the end of this year uh, to be to, to be able to get it into production. And just uh, last week, I just news released this today with the, the mill. We had over 6,000 tons of rock of material, mineralized material sitting in the mine that we finally got permission to take out and we sent it to the mill. And if you read our news release today or you, or you follow us on Twitter, you'll see some videos where the mill started actually processing that material and, we, and, and they're gonna turn that into uh, eventually into, into gold and silver. I've had viewers ask me about uh, Blue Lagoon and I should put the stock ticker up here on the screen. It's B-L-A-G-F on the United States uh, uh, on stock ticker. So it's B-L-A-G-F. Well, Rana Vig, um, it's been great having you here on the show. I really appreciate it. Good luck. And we'll have to have you back here in the next few months as, uh, as those amendments are finalized and, and the production is in full swing. Can't wait to monitor the progress of Blue Lagoon and everything you guys are working on. Thanks so much for joining us, Rana. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. And our thanks to Rana for joining us here on the show. Uh, really interesting, really interesting guy, really interesting and really successful, really interesting company as well. Um, so let's take a look at what's going on in the housing market today. Um, I, I'm really troubled by some things that are unfolding on the housing front. Um, you know, you have, here's, I mean, this is exactly what's going on right now. You've got all of these people who want to work, they're taking jobs, but they can't afford the houses where these jobs are. I mean, there's real trouble brewing in the housing market. It's not like 2008. This time it's totally different. People can't afford to buy the houses, unfortunately. Um, as U.S. jobs, I mean, U.S. job openings hit records right now, 9.2 million, but businesses can't find enough workers to fill them. Um, Wall Street Journal highlighting a piece um, out of uh, in Ketchum, Idaho, where, hey, you can make $60,000, $70,000 a year there, great, but you can't actually afford to live there and buy the house there in Ketchum, Idaho. And this is happening all across the country right now. And I think we're in for a real rude awakening as, as these home prices continue to climb. I mean, you have, again, people seeing their homes double, triple, quadruple in value in a short amount of time. I have people asking me all the time, hey, should I, you know, should I pull the equity out of my property right now and, 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 and sell it or should I sell it and take it? You know, again, I can't tell you what to do, but... We are in a crazy wild ride right now. And, you know, the, the, unfortunately, if you get a job in these markets, you, where are you going to live? I mean, you can't afford the rent. You can't afford the home. You can't get a mortgage because the home is so overpriced. What's going to happen? At some point, these, these home prices are going to collapse. 
when these builders overbuild, when these markets, they can't, these houses just sit there on the market. That's where I think we could see the biggest trouble right now in some of these bubble markets. People want to ask me, you know, is there, are we in a housing bubble? We're not. We're not in a housing bubble. There is no one thing. There is no one housing bubble. It doesn't exist. When we had the 2008 collapse, there were major pockets of collapse, but there were also some areas that were fine and survived. So, but when you have an area like Ketchum, Idaho, as an example, or, or Boise or other areas where people say, hey, there's a lot of great jobs, I can get $60,000, $70,000 a year in salary, but where am I going to live? I'm going to drive four hours away to live so that I can work in this job? I mean, it's, I don't know. What is it like where you live right now, David? Is it like, are you seeing, are you seeing like a crazy uptick in the amount of jobs like for, you know, or for sale signs? Is it any different where you are right now? No, I haven't really noticed a different, but I'm, I honestly don't really pay attention to that market since I'm not in the job market. But, but from what I see here, I don't see a lot of for sale signs or anything. And actually I'd see a lot of new construction there. I mean, they just started developing the field across the street of me for phase three of the housing development that I'm in. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, but it's, you know, it's, I think this is the real story. I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. I mean, I really don't. Unless you get my fear. I mean, and you know, anytime the government wants to get involved in this and they want to step in and they want to put a limit, that's, that's the trouble. I mean, they already do that on rent, but they don't touch the housing prices. Right. So we step in and they say, we're going to cap rent. You can't in these in these states, these cities in Oakland, California, you can't raise rent beyond this certain amount or a certain percentage of this. Well, OK, what about mortgages then, or, or home values? Like, is that next? Is, is the government going to step in and say, you know, this house was one hundred thousand dollars last year. Why is it now two hundred thousand dollars one year later? Doesn't make any sense. And is the government going to step in and do something about it? Uh, something's got to happen here because people can't afford to live. And, and all of these companies are complaining. And you know once Wall Street starts complaining like this, they're saying U.S. job openings hitting a record, 9.2 million, but businesses can't find enough workers to fill them. Why don't they instead cap CEO and, and executive salaries and make the percentage of that have to trickle down to the employees and so people can get a wage to where they can afford these prices? Yeah, except well, that would be a solution, right? Yeah, give actually pay them what, what the what the what the town requires for them to live in this area, or as yeah, some people are saying a- here in the, in our chat, like what about you know just remote working, you know, just uh, allow these people they don't have to actually work in that town in Ketchum, Idaho, which they, where are they going to go? They could just drive. They could go wherever in the country they want, I guess, right? It should it should be a forced percentage. You know, where we're talking about a minimum wage, we should talk about a maximum wage for for salary for executives because. The thing is, like, if you fight and fight and fight for this $15 minimum wage, that's not going to do people in New York, L.A., you know, Chicago, bigger cities any good. So if you did it by a percentage or by the cost of living in that area as a percentage of, you know, what would trickle down from the money that they like, you should be forced to take a percentage of your profits and that should go down. Not because some of these companies, their their payroll is their smallest percentage of cost to them uh, and the rest goes to their board members. I mean, you have right. tri- like Facebook is a trillion dollar company. How much do you think they're? I mean, I'm sure they probably pay their employees pretty well there, but still, if you would pay a percentage, like profit sharing kind of thing, for every company required some kind of profit sharing, I think you'd see a, a big a big difference than fighting for a minimum wage. 
Yeah, I think so too. You know, it's amazing. We even saw the news over the past few days about Bezos. You know, here he was publicly talking about the need for them to raise taxes on bigger businesses while he and his company were lobbying to make sure that that didn't happen. So he's out there publicly asking for it, but behind the scenes paying a lobbying firm to make sure that he doesn't have to pay more in taxes. Um, <clears throat> well, and that's because he knows that the news isn't going to report that. Nobody's going to call him. Nobody's going to hold him accountable for that. They do it under secret names. You know, like a lot of people don't realize Comcast is one of the biggest lobbyers of Congress in the world. And they're they're constantly lobbying for stuff that is not good for us. But people don't know because they do it under these different names. Like they hire a lobbying firm that represents them and they never like nobody holds them accountable. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's awful. And they, of course, they run the show. You know, they absolutely run the show. And it's not a you know, it's not a it's not a surprise at all. I want to talk about this story. Cell phones. I don't know if you got the uh, newsletter this morning. We talked about this this morning. Really troubling stuff on cell phones. I think we're all in denial about this. I, I, I'm curious if you guys feel the same way about this, but a researcher from uh, UC Berkeley School of Public Health says that cell phones are a grave radiation risk, but people don't want to believe it. His latest study shows that there is significant increase in the risk of brain cancer with the use of a mobile device. And guess what? He's right. He's right. I personally don't want to believe believe this, right? I've often said, I don't believe that. That's fine. But we have, we have to face this together, I think. The most recent research showed that 1,000 hours of lifetime cell phone use or about 17 minutes per day over a 10-year period is associated with a, statist a statistically significant 60% increase in brain cancer. Why don't we know more about this? Why do you think we're not being told about this in the mainstream media? Why, why are we being, why? Because big tech runs things, right? They don't want people to know that this is killing people. Same thing like a big tobacco, right? The researcher Joel Moskowitz says that the government stopped funding research about the harmful effects of the radiation in the 1990s, even though the government regulates cell phone towers and wireless devices. I saw a story yesterday that talks about the government. U.S. government really has pulled back on its research and development. And the money they spend. And guess what? One of the main reasons we actually have vaccines right now that are in production and in use today is because that money was used years ago to fund the research. This researcher, Moskowitz, says he believes that this is related to extensive lobbying efforts by the mobile phone companies and the CTIA, the telecom industry. He says that these efforts to downplay the science is reminiscent of how big tobacco downplayed health risks of smoking in the 1960s. So, well, you know, it's crazy. It's like anything like there's been a lot of uh, research and, and science and data been hidden about 5G. They're pushing forward with 5G and there's a lot of data, you know, showing how bad that can be if they do it with like the, like the low frequency, the millimeter wave that they're actually rolling out is not the same as the 5G that they're pushing for. And it's like they they don't want us to be informed on anything because they're making money. If they can make money on it then they're not going to inform us. And that's including right. the media because the media takes money from these people for advertising and they're not going to, they're not going to get rid of that. Yeah. It's, I mean, you got to think about, it. I think that don't you think maybe the tobacco analogy is pretty apt, you know, oh, yeah. if, if wall street's making all this money, if the government's, you know, in cahoots with these guys, we're not going to learn about this stuff. You know, the problem is too. And I, you know, I wear, I wear earbuds all the time. It's the Bluetooth. And as we point, it's it's not just, you know, it's not just the phone. 
Some things we can do to make ourselves better about this is making Wi-Fi phone calls, keeping your phone away from your body when you're not using it. At least we think. We don't even know what Wi-Fi waves do to us long term. I mean, well, that, that's another issue. Yeah, you know, it's like we have all of these things that are out here that we like. How can they know the long term effects of any of that? Because they would have had to had the technology in order to do testing to 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 know long term. Like they they have no idea. Even the the drugs like these days. There used to be this whole process that drugs had to go through for approval from the FDA. They have literally cut that in half. It used to be this circle that it had to go through to get patented or to get approved. They cut it in half so that they could get patents faster because it's all about the money, 100% about the money. They don't care about what the long-term effects are. I mean, they'll release an approved medication that Mm -hmm. starts killing people, and then it'll be like, well, it's killed enough people that I think we should probably pull it now. Well, I mean, look, this is Alzheimer's medication stuff, right? I mean, think about that. We've been talking about this Alzheimer's medication. Like, how did that get approved? Yeah. Right? These companies, like, make bank off of this Alzheimer's medication being approved. And there's a lot of people saying there were people that at the that quit that were like, this should never have been approved. Well, and that's the thing. That's that's why I've been so skeptical about the, the vaccines and stuff is because that whole process was just cut just so that they could get the patents. I mean, that, that and, and, and you know that it's about the patents because they're not willing to share it with the rest of the world because they're not going to make the same money on it. That right. is that. So so when they do stuff like that, it's like, well, then what is your what, what was your biggest concern? It had to be the patent. It had to be the money, which means that's what they were thinking when they started creating it. Not about helping people, because if they were about helping people, they'd give that if they found something that actually helped, they would give that formula to everyone. This is a global pandemic. Yeah, exactly. And it's all about the money. Don't you ever forget that. Like everyone who's watching right now, remember, it's always all about the money. That's all it ever is. All it ever is. And these guys walk all over us. You know, which is why, you know, why I'm a real estate investor, why I keep my money outside of this corrupt system, why when I'm trading stocks, I'm day trading it. Uh, and, I, and these companies that's, you know, mostly take advantage the manipulation that Wall Street does. You know, I make money like that, get in, get out, and I'm not relying on these guys for my for my f- financial future. That's all it is. These guys rip us off on a regular basis. The fact that we don't know about this or there's not much more talk about this is absolutely astonishing, really. If 60% increase in chances of brain cancer, then I can say, oh, hey, I don't hold my phone up to my head. I never make a phone call like this, ever, never. I mean, I have earbuds in or I'm walking around the house, you know. But actually, I don't make phone calls very much at all. But I do listen to podcasts and I take walks and I have my Bluetooth headphones in all the time and, you know, that sort of thing. So what do we know about those? Do we know enough? If, and by the way, if you're Apple, you're Google, you're all these companies that spend billions of dollars on research and development. And you're so concerned about health, right? Apple's huge concern about health care, right? That's their big thing. They think their legacy is going to be in health with the Apple Watch and making sure that, like, you're closing your rings and all that. What about this on my wrist? You know, like, am I going to have a giant tumor on my wrist in a few years? All right. Peace out, everyone. Hope you guys have a great rest of your evening. And uh, be safe out there. Don't get stuck in any crazy trades.